like we were just here but I mean where else would we be so we are here for another installment of unhinged pod here with Tuesday and she's got some shit to unpack I'm Josh and I am here to listen it's good Tuesday how you doing you are here I'm a participant but you know Engage. Oh, for sure. How are you? How are you? Mental check-in. How are you? It's been, it's been, yeah, it's been interesting for a little while, but, you know. These uh, last 30 days. Wow, yeah. It's been, uh, it's been a live 30 days for sure. Yeah. I haven't missed any. on the struggle bus. The struggle bus is packed and it's full. You ain't lying. Yeah. You are not lying. And I'm with you. Oh. So, I'm here for uh, emotional support. Thank you. Know? Me too. Me so, too, man. So, we here so for? something I want to get into, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is based on some of the conversations that we've had. Something I want to get into is the whole idea about being used, being played, being made a fool of. And... I don't think we sit down and truly unpack what it is that we're feeling, why it's happening, and just give ourselves some grace when it comes to these situations, right? Men and women alike. So I took the time to sit down. I did some research, listened to some different pods. Um, I'm actually reading this uh, book by Ayanla. I always want to say her name wrong. About It's called What About Me? And just different things to to have a real life conversation about some of the reasons why we find ourselves in these situations. So I'm going to start off. I put these points together based on the research and again, various different avenues. One of the main reasons that I have found why women and men get caught up and get played is because we are not understanding the concept of actions and words running hand in hand. We are so busy with the statement of actions speak louder than words mm-hmm. we're not putting together the correlation that they have to run hand in hand they have to match together they have to be the same right and it's 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 nothing to say like you know we all think we come into these relationships <clears throat> and the other person is supposed to know well that's a man he should know or well she should know better at her age and it's not necessarily true because we all deal with relationships very differently we all engage in relationships very differently right and With that being said, Josh, I would like you to tell us about a time when an expectation was set for you that you weren't even aware existed until you had the conversation. You know, that is exactly what that deep breath was about because I immediately went to a time where I was in a relationship years ago, right? Um, And I was with a young lady and there were a whole lot of things going on in the relationship that I just couldn't understand, right? Like, you know, I didn't understand very well the concept of, hey, we need to make time for each other and what we like to do, what we want to do, right? Like, 
we have to work. You in grad school, you're doing this, you're doing that. Like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. We're getting pulled in a thousand different directions. And <clears throat> we have to make that time for each other. And, like, there were just a lot of times where, like you literally just said, she would say, well, you're a man. Like, just don't do this. Don't do that. Like, you should know. You should know. You're a grown man. You're a grown. And I'm like, my... And I would always rebut that with, well, we grew up differently in different regions. Like, you grew up in the South. I grew up in New York. So, you know, you have that working also. And we had way different experiences in and out of relationships. So, for you to stand there and constantly say, I should know, I should know, I should know. I'm like, no, I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't. Like, you can't just expect me to to know everything and then get upset when I decide to do something and it's incorrect in your eyes because I'm doing something that makes sense to me. I'm overly logical at times. And yeah, sometimes I do some dumb shit. And that's okay because we all do, right? But thing about that is trying to go about correcting it and helping our partner understand like what your thought process was in that period of time like in that moment like what went through your head that drove you to this decision and sometimes we're not even thinking about what we should be thinking about you know we forget to take into account different things here and there so you know, a lot of that stuff kind of sets the tone for what our next move is going to be. So <clears throat> there were several uh, several situations where she was just expecting me to know know every, like know the next move, like know exactly what to do here, you know, and I'm just like, why do you, oh, okay. I mean, I get it at this point because this is, this is how your brain works at this point, right? Like, you're thinking that I should know because I'm the man. And I'm just like, we're just going to have to agree and disagree. And I came so to... So a question. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. So I was going to say, when you guys did have the conversations about things that were required or, or expectations, did you find yourself adjusting to meet those expectations? Or was it just business as usual? Um... I tried to meet the expectations as best I could because I don't want to disappoint. And <clears throat> I also understand that when I when I want something and I go after it, I've asked the universe to provide me with this, right? I've asked the universe to give me this opportunity. I can't then go and complain about it, right? Like, I got to, there's things that come along with with everything you ask for, everything you want. So we also have to take into consideration all the stuff that goes along with what we ask it for, right? So I have to be mindful of that and I have to understand certain things and not be so uptight or, you know, be so sensitive to some of the things that come along with whatever it is that I've asked the universe to provide for me. So I I made accommodations the best I could. 
And a lot of times they were incorrect in her eyes. Mm-hmm. And I could very well have been just left field with my decision making. And that's okay, but talk to me and don't talk at me. You know what I mean? Like, I understand, yeah. I'd rather you help me understand where I went wrong and then we could converse about that. And then I could maybe help you see what I was thinking and then you could tell me, you know, what you were thinking. And nine times out of ten, when you do stuff like that, you could be in the middle. But, you know, you have to have an open mind when you're dealing with, when you know, when you're in a relationship, you have to have an open mind. Yeah, for sure. Regardless of what you expect or what you think people should know and do with this, that, and the third, you still have to be open because at any given time, at any given moment, shit could change, right? And here we are. So. And I agree. I agree. I actually agree 100%. And the thing that you said that's actually perfect is that we are humans. Like society has all these mantras out there for us on red flags or what to do, what not to do. It could literally have you living a life based on what you were told as opposed to who you are. As opposed to what your negotiables, your non-negotiables are, what your hard stands are. Society really could have you, if you do not know yourself, out here living a life that way. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it's about being parallel with what your intentions and with your words when it comes to dealing with another person. A surefire way to fall into the hands of a narcissist, a surefire way to fall into the hands of just a cycle of having the same repeated behavior over and over again with every relationship is of not knowing yourself. And if you're not firm and strong in who you are as a person, you don't even have to be the strongest thing. But understanding that we are humans, we're human, like nothing is going to go the way you plan. However, when we have that conversation and we talk about what we want things to look like, you're going to fall short sometimes, but your effort is there. Right? Mm-hmm. Your intention is there. You're not just saying, I love you. You're showing these things, however they are that you're showing them. Like when you say, I want to spend time with you, you're making the effort you're putting in. So this is one of the ways, that the, the biggest way for me that females get played or men get played is that we don't look for the actions and the words to run hand in hand. That's like... Of all the research I've done, that's my top, 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 top one. Number two, this is so ridiculously accurate for every female that I have known that's been in an unsuccessful relationship and comes back around and says, well, you know, I thought and I saw that goddamn potential bullshit. Hey, it happens to us too, though. Bullshit. It and it does too. happen to the fellas too. I'm not going to deny it because I have nine brothers. I have a lot of dudes I know that put, listen, potential is not reality. People, I don't even know how to zoom my face in right. Potential is not reality. When you are potential. dating a person, you are dating them for who they are right now. Right now. Now, that's not to say, and I'm never going to say, like, if me, for example, let's say, I'm working on a business or you, you're working on a business and moving towards something, that kind of potential is all right in my eyes because you have groundwork and foundation. You're building to go in a direction. But if you're sitting here talking about, oh yeah, I'm going to open a, a, um, a jerk shack or I'm going to open a bank or I'm, I'm going to do something, but you have put no business plan. You have put no financial. You have built, you don't even have a damn EIN, my brother. You have not started making moves to head in the direction of doing such a thing. 
I can't do nothing with you. Let me rephrase. I have in the past. Now we're moving into to, to today's price. Not yesterday's you, you price. You still can. Today's price. Yesterday's price. Whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, there's nothing wrong with potential if potential has groundwork and foundation to it. But potential, that's just this. Nah, we might <clears throat> track, track stars. We track stars. What's up, Josh? As a good woman once said, mm-hmm. potential, reality. <laughs> potential, reality. They two different things. You know what I'm saying? They two different things. And Absolutely. That statement is very simple, but it's profound when you give it a little bit of thought. And I say that because like you said, um, reality is what's going on right in front of your face, what's happening to it's easy to speak something into existence, right? You can talk, you can talk all you want, right? But like you said, if there's no action behind that speech, it's just a pipe dream, right? And potential is, yeah, like I could potentially be a millionaire, but if I don't do anything in reality, guess what? I ain't gonna have shit. So I don't wanna, I definitely don't wanna want, I don't want to desire more for someone than they want for themselves. So I've got to really, I've really got to remember, 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 and hone in on what this person actually wants for themselves, right? You can't make someone want more for themselves. You can't. Mm. You may be able to, you know, encourage them or give them a nudge in the right direction, you know, whatever that may be, and they may appreciate that. You could actually be a source of inspiration for an individual, which definitely would help fuel that potential. And it could easily become reality because... They've gotten into something they had no idea that they were they were capable of doing. But some people just don't see things, right? Like, and when yeah. they don't see them and you point small things out here and there, like that can make a huge difference. That can make that could be all the difference a person needs to see in order to continue to progress. So that could that could easily be a driving force. And now everything's in motion and Boom, they gone to the moon. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they just kept going. And especially if they're persistent. Now, you know, everything makes sense. Everything is everything is seen as like, you know, more t- obtainable. And yeah. it becomes a it becomes a journey that they are more than ready for and willing to take on quickly because, hey, I know I could do this. I saw this, I saw that, I saw this, I saw that, I learned this, I learned that, and then now you got the ball rolling, you keep pushing. You know what I mean? So um, <clears throat> potential versus reality is a, is a real thing. Don't get the two, you know, misconstrued because it could easily be a big letdown. But I think the most important thing, again, is to always, always, always ask the person what it is they want for themselves and then once once they clearly define that, 
don't set the bar any higher than what they've defined, right? You could, because it's easy also to get wrapped up in the potential of them achieving what they set out to achieve, mm-hmm. right? And then you could, you in your mind, you're scaling up and in reality, they could want, let's say you're thinking a franchise, they're thinking mom and pop. You see what I'm saying? It's two different things. You know what I mean? Two different things. So just make sure that you always keep in mind who you're asking. Keep in mind at what, keep in mind what they set their actual goals and stick with that. And speak life into that. That particular goal and that's it. But Make sure it works for you because at the end of the day, if somebody's describing something they want for themselves and you see a different picture or you're not willing to, you know, succumb to whatever it is that they, they want to subscribe to, let them know. And that, that, that right there could be a point where it's like, all right, well, we have two different opinions on X, Y, Z. You know, you can't you can't go speaking on someone else's life or what they should do with it. So if you if you can't agree, you come to terms of some sort. That could be a point where it's like, you know, you guys agree not to waste your time anymore. Just kind of go your way. So could save yourself some time. Um, I agree that potential without groundwork. Run. Yeah. That's how you get played. All right, number three. I'm going to touch on these beautiful red flags. Before we touch on these beautiful red flags, I'm going to say this. You know how when you first meet somebody or you're really feeling somebody, that euphoric feeling, right? That that thing. You may have been single for a while or maybe you just moved into a new relationship, whatever. We're going to come back to that too in a second. But that feeling, and then you get intimate. Yes, whatever it is, there's something at the beginning of every relationship that's inside that euphoria that makes you feel like, Damn. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. When you get into these situations and you start seeing these red flags start popping up after you get past the euphoria. And you know, when you start seeing these red flags, I will never tell a person unless it's extreme. Mm-hmm. Unless these red flags are extreme where this fool with pistol with you or something like that. I will never tell extreme. I will never tell a person to just up and run from a red flag. <laughs> Who are you dealing with that you gotta avoid a pistol whipping? <laughs> like you never know. You never know. Oh, y'all potting now. I'm, 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 <laughs> what you say? What you say, Steel? You guys are potting. Oh. Y'all potting now. <laughs> you go, are you potting oh. now? <laughs> nah, avoiding right, a pistol whipping is wild. If but we, yeah, I'm if sorry. we pistol whipping, y'all potting now. I'm, I'm here. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Shit just got <laughs> real. Nah, I'm here. Let's, Go ahead, let's, my bad. Unless it's an extreme. No, you good, honey. Unless it's an extreme situation like that, <laughs> I would say don't run from red flags, right? Have the conversation. Like Josh just said about his um his initial situation with his grad school partner at the time. Like, have the discussion. Have the conversation. If, and I'm going to give my credit to Josh, of course, if the person is not responding like that or better, like, what what is there to talk about? If they're not even trying to meet your needs, what is there to talk about? But at the same time, 
have the conversation about the red flags. Do not romanticize what is in front of you because of the euphoria. Do not, under any circumstances, romanticize because what you're doing, right? Whatever it is that's been <clears throat> you, whatever it is that's been honing into you about this person, you're going to create this environment where it's like you don't want to lose that, whatever that is. And these little red flags, you're going to rationalize them. You know what? It's not that bad. You know what? We can work past it. You're going to spend so much time pouring into this person. You're going to spend so much time rationalizing that eventually you will resent your damn self. You will. You will eventually start looking at yourself like, what? And then the longer you stay, the harder it is to leave. And then when, when it's over, damage, 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 damage. Josh, I saw that face, Josh. Give it to me. Think of it. Yeah, this is the shit that put gray hairs on your head, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, running these, first of all, we should not run red lights. Some places have cameras. Some places you could take a ride on red. But in life, you should probably chill out when you see these red flags. Because something bad is on the way. Not guaranteed 100% of the time, but there's a high probability that you notice something negative and you pause for a reason. And nine times out of ten, I would say it's a good reason. Because your intuition is telling you something negative is on its way. And you should probably hold on to see what's going to happen. Um, I am a abuser of ignoring red flags. Oh, for sure. Uh, Potential goes both ways, man. Yeah. Legal, I'll be le- like legally blind. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have LASIK and I can't see that red shit. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> like, when I see a field of dreams, you feel me? Like, and that's, <laughs> and that is usually what my downfall is. And then when I open my eyes, I do understand though, for a period of time, I do now owe this individual some grace, right? And I say that because I've ignored all the signs that they showed me that should have said, Josh, get the fuck out of here, right? Mm-hmm. Now, since I've done that, I kept walking with this person. I can't just turn around and leave them like nothing. Like, at this particular point, I'm not, just hear me out. I understand where you, I already understand where that look is coming from. And I get it. Trust me. I know I sound nuts right now. But no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Pour it out. Pour it out. I'm with you. You know, it's like it's like going to it's like going to a rival school. You know, you don't belong at because you know everyone is rowdy, and you're only going with two of your friends, and it's gonna be a million man march at this school. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck are you really going for? You don't have no friends over there. Exactly. So you looking for trouble, you're going to find it, right? So my thing is like, well, if you embrace the trouble, 
you you can't go in there and and make it worse, right? Like, and by that I mean, if you see red flags that and you and you actually care about this person, for me, you and you've ignored them, you owe it to them somewhat, just for a, a short period of time, mm-hmm. to nudge them in the right direction in order to at least attempt to, you know, help them see what's going on and just make a little bit of progress to either getting over that hurdle or understanding what it is that you're seeing that's a huge issue, right? And if they can't see it because they either don't want to or they're just jaded by what they think you know, their reality is versus the real world, mm-hmm. that's when it's like, okay, here we are at a crossroads and I have to go my separate way. The earlier you do this, the better. But sometimes you can't help who you love. You've invested time and energy, right? So I say you give you give that person a little bit of grace, you know, you Try and find a way to help, whether that be counseling, whether that's just a, a someone who is, you know, a non-biased third party that can kind of weigh in, who's level-headed, you know what I mean? And then you guys converse. And sometimes it takes a complete stranger to say the same thing you just said one time Yeah. for that person to actually see what's going on. You know what I mean? For someone to go to counseling, especially for couples that go to counseling, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big a believer that counseling can work. What happens when you go to counseling and you hear what you don't <clears throat> want to do? You hear what you don't want to hear. What if the therapist is like, yo, y'all should break up. This, is, this isn't going nowhere, <laughs> but you're there to make it yeah. work. Like, yo, y'all got two months before someone goes to jail. Like, yeah. Just try to call it quits. But, but some people, like, there's a subliminal part that, like, in your subconscious that people know these things, right? Like, they know that this shit ain't working. They know they, like, they know they don't mesh at all. And they're trying to make it work because all the sex is great. Oh, he got money. Oh, she could do this. Oh, he could do that. Like, and that's, you know, God bless you. But your soul is going to be in a different place when y'all are legally bound to each other. You know, that shit gets tricky. It gets nasty. So listen to the lady and leave her ass alone when, when, when the therapist say, you know, you should probably go left and he need to go right. Because this shit here ain't going straight. So, yeah. Shit ain't going straight. Yeah. It won't. So, let's tie something else into that, right? Mm-hmm. The unhealed. <laughs> the unhealed. And I want to be real specific when I say the unhealed. Coming from somebody who has had a lot of trauma as a child, as an adolescent, <clears throat> as an adult. Right, coming from where we come from, it's rough upbringing. It's pretty, but it's rough, right? Mm-hmm. When I say unhealed, 
I mean from what your mama said or what your mama did that's holding you back. What your daddy didn't do or your daddy was absent. That thing that boyfriend your sister stole from you. Uh, the dude that your best friend slept with or your, whatever, whatever, whatever you have inside of you. You are the common denominator in all of it. You, these things are chipping away at you. These things are being done and it's affecting you. Whether it's the, the man that cheated, all of this stuff is part of past trauma. You ever notice like you're in a relationship and something happens and it brings back that memory or that deja vu and you're like, <laughs> or you might laugh about it like it's funny. But the truth of the matter is it came back for a reason. It popped up for a reason. Something was triggered. So my number four on my list that I have is to deal with your deeper issues. Ladies, gentlemen, you get played because we as people want to attach ourselves to other broken motherfuckers because we just believe that we can fix motherfuckers. Excuse oh, my language, y'all. Oh, you, <laughs> you cannot. You cannot. You cannot. Your love and your sex and all that shit cannot heal a person's deep-rooted trauma. It can support. It can be a place of refuge. It can be all these things, but it cannot heal these things for someone who probably isn't even aware of how deep the trauma goes. So what Steele just said, I am an advocate for therapy. And I didn't become an advocate till I was in my 20, my 30s. I am an advocate for therapy. The unhealed is one of the most dangerous sort of individual to deal with because a lot of your narcissists come from unhealed trauma. And them fools ain't no punk. <laughs> they ain't no punk, are they still? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I'm not gonna let her talk to me like that. That silence was loud. I'm not gonna let her talk to me like that. <laughs> that man was in the weeds, like, yo, don't say it, please don't say it. <laughs> she gonna say it. I'm just saying, like, the unhealed is dangerous. So, tell, have you ever dated somebody <clears throat> who knew they needed love, right? And you thought you could be enough love for them, but you can't. You can't run it, Bobby Josh. I definitely have. I have. And yeah, I have before. And I didn't help the situation at all. I actually probably made a lot worse to be completely honest. Yeah, yeah. It was the intent was not to do that, but potential reality, you know, that whole little, you know, it just didn't. There were a lot of things that I could have done differently. And the older I got, the more I realized that I entered into something unprepared because of the things that I had experienced prior to this relationship. Not this current relationship, but, you know, the one before it. So um, what ended up happening was I was doing things that were just in left field, and and I couldn't even. There were times where I you would look in and I was like, "What the fuck?" And like, "What what is happening here? Who are you?" You know what I mean? And like, you're you're dealing with this person, and it seems like every step you take is a misstep. And your intent is not to destroy this person, but you end up destroying two people because 
you have not taken the proper steps of healing. You know what I mean? Like getting getting really down to the root cause of what got you fucked up and then getting past that. Mm-hmm. You can't fall into the pit of feeling sorry for yourself. You know, like all that self-loathing, self-pity shit. You got to put that to the side. You got to put your ego to the side. Like these are things that are easily bruised and could cause you to miss the actual message that you're supposed to receive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the healing that's supposed to take place has to be done with intent and it needs, you need to be really present in order for it to take place and for it to be effective. And if it's not effective, like you said before, all that's going to happen is you'll see the same shit appear in the next relationship. You'll see the same shit appear in the next relationship. And then you're going to, you're going to get everything you get into. It's going to crumble slowly and it's going to crumble the same way until you realize what's happening and you stop the cycle. So do the work, get some help, be intentional. Um, and definitely what you want to do is once you realize how big of a piece of shit you were, make sure you reach out and give a sincere apology to that person. Because it at, at the time that you give it, they may not really give a shit because they're beyond it. But what that does is it lets them know that you actually understood what happened now because you got help. You know what I mean? Like you've matured. Mm. You've you've seen different things. You've experienced different things. You've maybe you've been a victim of the same shit that you just caused, not you know, in the past. So just let that person know that hey, um, I just want to say. I know, you know, we seem to be cool, but I do owe you an apology for X, Y, and Z. I really had no idea that, you know, it was causing this, that, and the third. I wasn't really aware of what I was doing at the time. And, yeah, I apologize. And I hope all is well. And go about your business. Like, you ain't got to dwell on it, but, you know. Yeah. I agree. I've I've gotten a call like that once before and I thought I didn't care. And so I had to, I hit him with the like, whatever. (laughs) And then six months later, I found myself looking up on Facebook to say, you know what? I do forgive you. And you appreciate that shit. Like, because it tells you that there are decent people outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, none of us are perfect, but there are decent people in the world still. Yep. So all hope in humanity is not lost. Don't be that person. Don't be like Steel. You feel me? Never, ever. Oh, be like Steel. Yeah. <laughs> be like Steel. Never be like Steel. Oh. All right, I'm, I'm gonna overshare a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. the need for therapy and the need to be healed is so important. Let me tell you why. So when I was about probably five, five, six or seven years old. I remember being on the phone with my mother. My mother had left when I was four. 
and she left us with this lady, me and my little sister. My oldest, my sister's two years younger than me. I remember being on the phone and my mom telling me she was coming to get me. I'd been with this lady three or four years, whatever. She was coming to get me. I sat outside for about three days waiting for this lady to come and get me. I wanted to go. I waited. I remember it rained the whole nine. I got a blessing out of it in the end. At the end of my three days, like I met this really amazing lady who was just like a, a mother figure to me and et cetera. But I sat there for three days and in the mind of a child, right? Um, that that's, that's, that's love. We spell love with time, even as adults, but in the mind of a child that mattered. As an adult female, when I was 24, 23, some 23 or 24, I got married. Well, I started dating this guy. And eight months into dating, he asked me about to get married. So we got married. Eight months? Yes. Yeah, eight months. He asked me on my birthday, the month of my birthday, he asked me to get married. And y'all saying, don't be like steel. Hmm. That's tacky. <laughs> First of all, that shit is that shit is tacky. We were young. Like, we were mad. Uh, he was he was ahead of his time because he's like, yo, I can't forget the anniversary of her birthday. Uh, he was young. We were we were both really really young, and our euphoria lasted months. <clears throat> it lasted months. Like we were always around each other. We couldn't stay. Like we every day, every day, constantly, all the time. And Sounds like a hemorrhoid. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, he left and he deployed. And then, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? He left and he deployed mm-hmm. and he called me and asked me to marry him. And I was like, I thought he was playing. I was like, no, what, what is wrong with you? Either way, we got married. He bought me a house. And we were doing all the things that we thought we were supposed to do from us, you know, like what we were supposed to do. We got married, had a house, the kid was there. Like we were building something. Came home and from a, from a male, not that we were friends, we're really good. We've always been really good friends, but now that we've talked about things, um, he spent some time when he came home from that deployment, we left the military. He spent some time trying to find himself as a person. And with him trying to find himself as a person, me already having a foundation, there was a certain clash that was happening to where he became very, very distant. Very, very distant. We lived in the same house. We slept in the same bed. But that wasn't my friend anymore. Right? One of the worst things you can do to me or could have done to me prior to me going to therapy was to abandon me. Stop talking to me. Make me feel like I don't have somebody in my corner. I am going to find somebody to be in my corner. And that's exactly what I did. I'm not saying we, we know it's wrong. We know it's not right. And all this stuff in between. And <clears throat> oh, let me know that he had been doing his thing as well. And that was one of the biggest things for him was trying to be intimate with me when he knew he had been doing his thing. But at the same time, for me, I didn't know that when I made the decision that I made. All I knew is this person that I had so much love for and who couldn't stay away from me. All of a sudden, this person is right there in front of my face and I can't have what I want from this individual so I went and found it somewhere else went on for like a couple of months <clears throat> we ended up discussing to each other everything we tried to be together but we couldn't ended up getting a divorce we were married for probably seven seven years ended up getting a divorce and the thing of it is that trauma of of me being lonely even after me and him got a divorce I spent some time by myself I started dating somebody else 
I know I didn't look at it back then, but having gone to therapy, I know that the pattern with me in my past has been if I ever feel unappreciated and undervalued, I'm bouncing. I'm leaving. And not in a sense of like, oh my God, you know, this person's just being belligerent with it or just being not belligerent, blatant with it. It wasn't that. It was more of me feeling like I wasn't loved and appreciated. I wasn't loved. Like at any given moment, you could do that and leave me alone. My grandma used to say this thing about after joy comes sorrow. That was ingrained in my head from a child. It never left me until I was in my early 30s. After joy comes sorrow. So my expectation throughout most of my relationships was that this shit is not going to last. And if you don't love me, I'll find somebody else who will. I'm confused. Well, nah, that's shit. I literally that's... spent most of my relationships like that. I <laughs> wanted it to. I believed in the Cinderella fairy tale because I watched the Disney movies. But the back of my mind, I always knew anytime I got too happy, oh, shit is about to fall off the cliff any minute now. So, can I ask you something? Um, because you had this ingrained and still from a you, um, do you feel that it you kind of manifested um, any of the the difficulties or pressure points that you faced in relationships, like absolutely, like things were going well, and instead of being present, you like sought out the negative shit and like held on to that shit like it was a fucking a little collar on a fucking bull or some shit like yeah and you was like yo nah this shit's going downhill and it, it'd be nothing going on but you're calling you're setting little fires everywhere me yeah me 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 and at the time i was doing i didn't know i was doing it though i did i wasn't aware that i was doing it to me it was i knew that no matter what you say i knew or there's a part of there's a there's a little girl and a little boy that lives inside of all of us the little girl inside of me i would get this empty feeling in my stomach like i'm alone like i'm surprised like the fact that i can even talk about this shit now like i could not talk about this a couple of years ago i would always get this empty feeling in my stomach it would make me ball up on the inside or even in physically ball up in the sheets and just lay there like uh, again like this is coming to an end i know it's coming to an end i'm gonna and... shoot you some bail because i'm not gonna sit here and let you say that <clears throat> you did anything unless the timeline in my mind is not adding up but you could feel that way but if you're not doing anything to make that person uh separate themselves from you hmm. I'm not going to let you blame yourself for that. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say I'm, bl- I'm not blaming myself, but I have to. I'll you can like feel this. that way. You can feel that way and not push somebody away, right? You can feel that way. You can feel like, yo, at any moment, the rug can be pulled from under me, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. a person still continue to love you and, and provide that security that you need, that you're seeking from a partner, especially... Mm-hmm you figuring out that yo this is this is the biggest thing for me that's not the biggest thing for everybody right and everyone is is uh harps that much on on being alone or feeling alone right a lot of people are i know people that are in relationships where they like don't even live together with the person right because it's not so much a the companionship of, of physically being around each other but if you're gonna sit here and say yo me feeling this way caused them to 
shun me and to to, to no. leave me physically, then cool. Now I'll, I'll agree with you there. But if we can sit here and have this conversation, you can say, "Yo, I felt this way, but I didn't. None of my actions made that person do those things. They did it on their own. Whether however I was feeling, I'm gonna come to your defense and say it, it probably wasn't you. It probably was just the situation. And no matter what no, you I, did, it was gonna be yeah. that way. No, absolutely. So I'm not. I'm not saying that. What I'm cool. pretty much saying is, if I look at it like, and this was this was another one of my my reasons for why, another part of my research as to why we get played too, right? Um, we don't take accountability and responsibility for things that happen to us a lot of times, right? If me and you are dating and you cheated on me, I'm not gonna sit here and say you cheated on me because I did something to make you cheat on me. But at the same time, I get to look and see, okay, did I ignore my intuition? Did I see certain things that let me know that you weren't right for me in the first place? Did I know? I am thinking on that level now as a, I think, a more mature, adult, conscious woman. But mm -hmm. the girl in me at 26, 27, 28, 29, maybe even 30, the girl that was still in me, that girl held on to the idea that nothing was going to last. That girl in me held on to the idea that, yo, like... <coughs> feel it. Once I felt it in my stomach, I believed it so much, I would start preparing myself for the end. Right? And I wasn't being nasty or anything. It wasn't me being nasty or anything. It's just like I would watch the way that I would move. Women, our intuition is like no other, but I wasn't honing mine the way I do now. I wasn't tapped into mine the way I am now. I was more living in my head. I lived in my head so much in my 20s. I probably would still be married or in another successful long-term relationship. Because I've never really done short-term that much. It's more long-term. But I spent so much time in my head afraid of being abandoned, afraid of the end coming, preparing. I used to always tell my girlfriends, girl, you got to have a fucking girlfriend. You need to keep a fucking girlfriend at all times because shit is going to... I used to say that shit with so much pride. <laughs> I'm serious. I used to tell my, you got to have that fucking girlfriend at any minute. I can feel Josh's, I can, I can feel Josh's uh, face cringing. My spider senses. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. But again, like I always go back to, yo, you can feel all these things internally, right? But if you don't manifest them into actions, no matter what your partner is doing, it shouldn't lead you to, lead you down the wrong path. They're still going to do what they're going to do regardless of what you're feeling. Unless, again, it's an action thing. But every relationship is different. And your relationship in your early 20s could have worked out. It didn't. There's a whole lot of people who stayed married and are in very unhappy and unhealthy relationships that decided yeah, just to stay married. Motherfuckers. Yeah, and I don't think that's the right way to go either. And a lot of times, like, marriage was, was pushed onto us from an early age because of the security. <laughs> Early on, like, I never thought I'd get married. I never really saw the, the benefits of it until, you know, you become a parent of multiple kids and there's just, like, truly things of, like, legacy. And, like, well, if, if, if I do pass, then what happens to all these assets? What happens yeah. to all these things? So I really, you know, that's that kind of led me to marriage. It wasn't necessarily the uh, the, the fairy tale of it. I don't think my yeah. life is, is very fairy tale like anyway. Um, but again, it still takes two people who are going to continue to grow together or choose to grow together, or you can choose to mm -hmm. grow apart. Mm -hmm. I think you gotta choose. You definitely gotta choose to do the work, and 
you so the things that you think right once you put them into the atmosphere you don't get to take that stuff back so if you say like if your thoughts are so consuming that whatever you thinking becomes true in your head no matter what that person that you're with does or says, they will never be able to prove to you otherwise, right? They're going to spend their time trying to get you to see things from their perspective. It's not going to happen. And that is really why I tell people like, yo, I'm not here to convince you. Personally, you're going to think what you want to think anyway, mm-hmm. right? You could, you could think what you want. And it just is what it is. Like, but once you start throwing a bunch of wild shit out there and you start telling me, yo, you doing this, you doing that, I'm like, yeah, that's a dub, because no, I was not. This isn't happening. That's not happening. This isn't true. Stop peddling that shit. Fuck this shit. I'm out. That's how it works. Like, it gets overwhelming. You start putting too much of what you think out there or what you feel out there and that will quickly become your reality because you're speaking it into existence especially if it's something that you continuously say and you're trying to get your it's like you're almost trying to convince this person that this is what's going on and in in reality none of that shit could be happening like, or you could be doing all the foul shit. That's that's what I'm saying. That's that's the other side of that coin, right? Is mm-hmm. so yeah. You could be manifesting so like, it in in actions that you don't even deem as being actions that uh, should cause your partner to do anything else. Uh, right? So like, now you, now you think someone's lying yeah. to you all day long, and like no matter what they say to you, like you have a face or or a, doubt. or a tone or a doubt, right? And it's like that becomes second nature. A lot of times I don't like to be on camera because yeah, I show my emotions through my face, bro. And people be messaging me when I'm at work, like, "Well, we can tell you don't like this idea." I do like, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, is that apparent? I it's do like, it at work. Well, yeah, it's written all over your face. I'm like, yeah, but I don't. But again, that's just you know that's a that's a quick reaction. Over time, that can become something where you don't even notice that you're doing it. You don't know what's happening. But the communication yeah. that you have with any partner is, is is still going to be the key thing. Now, again, when, when you're talking to me and you're like, you're saying these things, y'all, I'm always going to come to your defense uh, until I don't feel like it. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm still not blaming you for what anybody else did unless you can tell me that there was an action that you did to, to push somebody away. Hmm. And that's how I feel yeah. for now. But in yeah. 10 minutes, I might be on the other side of the fence and be like, nah, it was you. We'll kick your back in. But go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but overall, the, oh, this this entire part of the conversation was to show you how damaging an unhealed person can truly be. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It lasted me years, 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 years before I went to therapy to work on that kind of thought or the way I was thinking in general. And I probably have destroyed some really good relationships with that kind of thinking. So, so, in short, you're a terrorist. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Pretty much. Been running through them for the couple of... Just kidding, kidding, kidding. Emotional warfare. 
Tuesday. Totally kidding. Okay. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Okay. So for my last piece, right? My last and final piece. Do not ignore your intuition. In fact, learn how to tap into it in advance. I think I'm good with my intuition. I'm proud of that. And don't be lying to yourself. And, my and don't. And, my intuition and, is a champ. It's Mike Tyson and, out here. Okay. And don't go I'm through his phone. Don't go through his. I'm phone. not. Yeah. Listen, yeah, don't do I want to take back something I said on one of our very first pods. Nah, you going to jail? Fam. <laughs> don't go through his phone. That is, I'm not doing it. I did it. Type of felony it I was like, oh my god, boy, you there's real laws behind. You can stand your ground behind that type of shit. Yeah, you stand your ground behind that. Take it back. If anybody saw the first part, I take it back. I gave my phone to one of my homeboys. I was like, look through my phone. He's like, he was looking at my Instagram. He was like. He's like, yeah. if I was your man, I'm like, let me see your phone. And I'm looking through his phone. It's like, <gasps> but he has a girlfriend. So it was just interesting to see the things that you can find on people's phone that you think are so harmless. I'm used to certain stupid things that I just ignore or it goes to that special box that nobody checks. Right. But my partner might look at it and feel some kind of way. So either way, I take that back. But do not ignore it. No, because you read it. You read it the way that you want to read it. I, yo, I really have a problem with that because people would be like. I laugh with it. I'm sorry. I laugh at it. I do. Laugh if you're listening to this, when you yeah, send me things on Instagram, I laugh at it. I'll be at work. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, get, until... I get that. I get that. I feel yeah. like, yo, if anyone was to go through my phone, it would be a lot. I'm like, yeah, that's how you really feel about me. Like, yeah, but I would tell anybody to their faces how I feel about them. So, she want to go through my phone, <laughs> it's fine, but she's going to get lit up in person the same way she's getting lit up in in the group chat. I'll say that. Women be reading shit in porn voices. That's the problem. Yeah. That's really the problem. Y'all think... And y'all think every dude that y'all ever thought was attractive is Mr. Bitches. That is also... That's also an issue. Y'all swear... Like, yo, he's fine. Yo, nah, he he got shit together. Yo, he got all the... No, he does not... I don't, I don't think it's all. I don't think it's all of them. I would never think it's all of them, right? The valuable lesson I have learned, it's one thing to say, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a book by its cover. But how are you Listen. supposed to judge a book if it's not by the cover? Open it and read it. Get to know the book. Because some of these fools out here, they look goody. <laughs> they good at book. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you are trash. <laughs> you are trash, trash. <laughs> book got bad pictures in it. <laughs> The book is missing leaves and pages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, this is not the full chapter. <laughs> oh, I'm shit. Just I'm just saying, valuable pages. lessons I have learned. A lot of these beautiful, well-binded books have been refurbished. Um, on another note, you are supposed to have a support team. So I had yes. a conversation with this chick that I know, and she was talking about how her husband is so mad at her because she talks to me or she talks to somebody else that she talks to that I don't know. And she said he was mad at her. And apparently he's been mad at her for quite some time. I will never be the friend to let you go outside with your tag sticking out of your dress. I will never be. I'm going to say something and do not judge me because I'm not fat shaming anybody. If I had a fat friend, 
I do have fat friends. And my fat friend is going outside and she's going outside in something that looks hella inappropriate. I am not the fuck about to be the friend to sit there and be like, girl, you fire. No. I am the friend that's Thank you. Good for you. Listen, my dog. That's good for you. Listen, that's good for you. I'll be like, girl, nah, listen. We... It's not giving what you wanted to give. Like, come on now. Let's do something. We can do something. Tom. I am the friend that's going to tell you. Thank you. <laughs> Nah, you deserve. Yo, nah, you, yeah, deserve you deserve that. that. You deserve That's, that. You deserve I'm, I'm that. not. I'm not that friend. I am the, and I'm not. I believe in delivery, even though my delivery sucks sometimes. But when it comes to sensitive things or things where you know, like you have to handle them a certain kind of way, like. I just, I'm not the friend that's going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm the friend that's going to tell you the truth. I am. It might be uncomfortable, and you might not want to be friends with me ever again or anymore. But you are never going to be able to say that Tuesday is a lying ass friend. Because I'm like, I'm it. I, I want you to tell me. If I'm going out here and I have like a, a fat roll and the fat roll is hanging over my tights, be like, T, you look good, but a girl, you, 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 listen now. I wow, want the honesty. Just... And I think we should all want the honesty. We have to tell each other the truth. And it has nothing to do with society and society standards. It literally has to do with having a support system of people that are going to keep it a buck with you. So if you're in a relationship, you need to. I don't care what nobody says. You need to have someone, at least one person, that is non-biased and you can have an honest converse. Even if they know your spouse or your significant other, they can have an honest conversation with you. It's not picking sides. They're listening to what you're saying and they're giving you feedback. And it's not just feedback in a sense of like, mm, maybe you shouldn't. Have, no, it's like, well, it's just constructive and it's it's engaging and it's it's meaningful, it's purposeful, and it's literally trying to get you back on the right path doesn't mean it's telling you to go back to that person i could be telling you like listen i'm just gonna keep it real with you i don't see i don't i'm not really seeing where the love is being reciprocated and that's just me on the outside looking in right? yeah but that but the person know. receiving the information has to have trust in their support uh, system. in their support system right they have to because again it goes back to yo some people are just going to see that as well this is just a red flag for you, but it's not necessarily a red flag for me. I'm seeing the potential. All the things that we had talked about earlier. I see the potential. I see this. I see that. If you don't have Do trust and you don't have a trust system, and I and I, I'll be honest with you, I'll go out on a limb. I feel like guys have stronger trust systems than women do across the board. Absolutely. Not. Oh, okay. I thought that was a what? Yo, what? You're wild. Nah. There's no way. There's no way. Nah. There's no way. You tweaking. What I don't like about a man's support system, because I've been engaged in some of y'all's conversations before, right? Okay. I would love this, to hear and, it. And I, I, I'm speaking because I don't know if it's a true, true, true support system. Some of the conversations I see, there's always somebody that always wants to say, nah, bro, come back outside with the rest of us. And what females do it mean? too, but I see it what? more so with the fellas than I do with the females. I from, 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 bro, uh, uh, I got concerns here. Cause listen, I'm Tuesday. saying I if, see more men telling men like, "Yo, leave, huh, bro? Come on, let's continue it." Tuesday, who the fuck you been listening? Convers like what conversations you been listening to? Like Tuesday, you went bro, through a nigga's bro, phone and didn't read yeah. the man group chat. Do you know how uh, how, how how That's horrible that is? Where you know, yo, am I fat, ugly, bald? Do I get girls? Am I broke? You will know based upon We're how We're talking about support, are. my friend. Support. But what I'm telling you is that all those things that, okay, if that is our support system, right? We have a level of understanding of, yo, if something is off with how I feel and I go to my support system, I know I'm going to get the truth. 
because if I'm wrong, they're going to tell me I'm wrong. And if I'm right, I'm going to know I'm right because they didn't tell me I was wrong. You understand what I'm saying? It's going to be a baseline of exactly you will get the truest answer from that. Men are going to give it up every single time because we don't have feelings in terms of, yo, I'm not trying to make this dude feel bad. That is a fact. He should know exactly where I stand, right? That's a fact. If if I get killed in there for something that I said or that I wore, that I did, or how I look, if I'm getting killed, I know. Got to get my shit together. If 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 no one says a damn thing about it, then I'm I'm winning enough that you couldn't even comment on it. And that's that's where I think that men and women differ. Not that men are more fragile with how they would react to it, right? Like anyone can receive criticism any way they take it. But I don't think. And again, I'm not in. I'm in a few women's group chats just by virtue of being in, involved in families that have are more largely women-based. So I'll be around. I'll be listening. They're really nice, but y'all don't really be giving it up how y'all need to be giving it up. Y'all don't. I don't know. So, I think my girlfriends give it up the way they need to give it up. Tuesday. Nah. I'm just saying. Laffy Tappy. My my girlfriend, I'm going to call her Laffy Tappy. Like, she will not let me drive down the wrong side of the street at all. And she supports whatever decision I make, but she gives me the, like, looks you know, I love you, but huh, that's my fault. But see, that's a good friend, and that's how I vet who I'm gonna talk to when shit seems to be going left. Yeah, right? like I ask something kind of commonsensical, right? And I take their stance on that, and then I follow it up with a bunch of questions that are not necessarily super important to what I asked, but I do want to see where their mind is at. You need friends that tell you, shut the fuck up. You're tripping. You need yeah. friends that don't always agree with you. And if you are, if you, like you said, if you always have conversations with your boys and they, oh, let's go back us. First of all, that's a dub. Yeah. They are bozos. Like, stay inside because they still got COVID. They robbing people. Like, it's getting, it's crazy outside anyway. You know what I'm saying? It is getting nice. So, I'm comfy, brunch, comfy. But, but either way. Yeah. Especially relationship-wise. It can't, it can't always yeah. be, nah, That's leave, not... leave her and let's move forward. Because then you're around a bunch of people, like, yeah. unless you're just choosing the wrong woman every time. But that eventually will yeah. come yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro. Yeah. It's, not, yeah. it's not them. You just keep choosing the wrong type of woman partner and that can go both ways Tuesday I'm on your side too that can go both ways so I'm not just going to say that I I just think that again you can if your support system isn't people who actually invest their time yeah yeah Yeah. and have invested their their, their time into understanding what end goal should be for each individual and yo it may not be marriage and and kids and houses and picket fences for everybody right like that's not everyone's lifelong dream but at the end of the day, if you're sitting here and you've articulated to your support system, like, yo, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. This is what I want in life. And their answer every single time, no matter what the situation is, is let it go and let's let's go back out. They're not looking out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Get away from them people. Yeah. Well, there it is. 
That's my Shit. top oh. five, top six. That's the research I did all week. The books I've been reading and the experiences I've been putting into it and the questions I've been asking people on the internet. So let me ask you a question. So when you go and like you're like, I'm going to read this book, how do you figure out that you want to read that book? I read the back or I go online and look up, like, you know, reviews. The cover. Yeah. You judge by the cover? <laughs> I can't believe you're The cover you is a written synopsis <laughs> of what's inside the book. I just, wanted you, I, just, I just wanted I just wanted to pigeonhole Josh. you. Josh. I just wanted to Josh pigeonhole so you. I just wanted to pigeonhole you into yeah, you out here judging oh. books by their cover. Listen, let that be a ragtavity cover. That synopsis is good. Because <laughs> nobody can give you a true synopsis, right? You know what I would love? This is what I wish. If there's anybody out there that gives wishes, I wish Steel. when I meet a motherfucker, they'll tell me Steel. what they want up front. Oh, I got That's you. what I wish. I got you. you said when you meet them? Yes, when I meet people. Oh, that's anybody needs people. Tell me what you want up front. Let, let me, let me, let me. Can I? Like, I just want to say something quickly about that. Go ahead. Um, when people ask me to mm-hmm. be blunt, be or brutally honest, right? Mm-hmm. You're going like I'm gonna laugh first, right? Because Why? I want you to understand what's going to come out of my mouth is going to be like, it's going to be short, sweet, and to the point. Mm. Like, like I've had girls ask me that in the past, like, what do you want? (laughs) Listen, I just want to be cool. I ain't trying to move too fast. We can get to know each other. We can chill. That's it. Have some fun. But there are people that when you tell them that, they still dig, right? People that continue to dig. And when you keep digging, then you come back and ask, what is it that you... Listen, I'm just trying to rearrange your guts. And then we could go eat. And then I'm going about my business because I got to go to work tomorrow. Like, that's the end of... What else is there? What are we talking about right now? We want the honesty. I don't know who they are, but my 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 tribe. We want to know the truth. I wish. Can what I kind of goes into your belly button and get? Let's get out of here. I wish I, didn't, I wish I didn't hear any of that. Can I? Can I? Rewind? I wish I didn't say that. But no, nah, but that's no, what it's. it's okay. Listen, we, we are out here in the world, and in the world, I understand that some women live in a delusional state of mind. I get it. I understand it, right? Some, most. It would be a okay, lot, then a me lot. too, because I live there sometimes. But the nature of the beast is when I meet a dude, and I'm, especially if I approach you, because I have no fear. When I meet a dude, and I'm interested in this dude, and I said, what, what do you want, Shelby? <laughs> what you want, partner? <laughs> What's up? Tell me. Tell, tell me. you, like, want to test the roots of your dress. Yo, you know what? Let's get out of here. Yeah, uh, yeah, can we leave? We, uh, we, uh, we just got we yo, I'm still we, on that mission. I'm still on that mission. Back at the water cooler. Yeah, you know but what? All I'm saying is, te- I want to know. I don't care. I don't care what man is watching this. I am telling you, there are some of us out here. We want to know. Don't nobody want to waste time in fantasy land with you. We don't. I don't want to. I don't want to sit down here thinking that we're building or. Oh my God, he's amazing, and we're going to what something. We are going nowhere but to gut beat city and back. That's it. I don't want to plan pop. I don't want listen. Hello. <laughs> hello, uh, hello. Uh, 
Are we Hello? here? Hello. Wait, wait, you made me. You started. Are we there yet? You started. Uh, I, I tried to leave about five, ten minutes ago. But go ahead now. Nah, go ahead. Get your you shit know, yeah. All I'm saying is we want that we are past. If you, Kevin Samuel said that we're leftovers, right? Nah. We don't, yo, 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 say less, say less, yo, you know what, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank y'all, all right, thank y'all for listening, thank y'all for tuning in, we were happy to share some of our trials, thoughts with you guys, and it's, it's, it's a therapeutic experience, so, I just want to thank y'all for tuning in. Thanks for rocking with us. I'll fuck with y'all later. Peace. Peace. Peace.